The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Totally blew it, man. Check one, two. What a dope. That's me, and I'm talking about me. Is the music really loud? Or is it just me? It's just me. It's always just me. Damn good coffee. Maybe it's my hot. My ears are too loud. Anyway, uh, am I here? I'm here. Good morning, people of Earth. It's good to see you. Well, I don't see you, but it's good to see you. You know what I'm saying. Uh, today is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Forgot to take the trash out. Thursday's trash day. I forgot. I'm sorry. Bob Lament, host of Static Radio, will be with me shortly, I believe. Bobblement, whose email reads like Bobblement, because it's all just one word, Bobblement, Bobblement, uh, host of Static Radio, and the name reminds me of days gone by, uh, <laughs> my start on WNYG uh, 1040 radio in Babylon, New York, was full of static, uh, and if you're just uh, joining me, uh, yes, I am a lumberjack. I'm a lumberjack, and I am okay. Um, it's a little chilly, so I just, I don't know, I got the flannels out. What can I say? Uh, but I do look quite lumberjacky today. Um, what's in the news here today? You know what's really depressing in the news? And it's depressing because I'm jealous uh, and envious and just confused that Steven Crowder, YouTuber Steven Crowder, got offered $50 million for a four-year deal with Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire and turned it down. He does what I do, and he turned down $50 million for a four-year. That's $12.5 million a year. That's like and NFL quarterback money. Um, and <clears throat> listen, YouTube can't possibly, I don't care. Well, I can't say can't possibly. I think you'd have to get like 200 million views on every episode to justify $12.5 million for a year of doing it. And then he's got staff and all that kind of stuff. $12.5 million a year to do with what I do. Um, listen, I, I'm not a big fan of conservative um, punditry on the internet, YouTube stuff and all that stuff. Uh, but I will tell you this, I would become um, Dennis Prager, I would become Ben Shapiro for $12.5 million a year. Now, the question remains here now. If Ben Shapiro can offer dopey Steven Crowder 
fifty million dollars for four years. How much is Ben Shapiro actually making? Oh my God. I did not know Ben Shapiro was that big money-wise. I mean, I knew he had influence. Now, let's be clear here. They don't have any women. <laughs> I don't have many women either. But, I mean, in the audience, those guys, the Matt Walsh's, the, Den, uh, the Dennis Prager's, the uh, Ben Shapiro's, the Steven Crowder's, don't have women. And they're, they're all men. So all young men, generally young men, disenfranchised young white men is mostly what they are, uh, are the audience. How much money are they spending on advertising to justify $12.5 million a year for just one of them? It's mind-boggling. I did not know that money existed in this kind of medium and it's very uh shocking to me again i'm jealous i am jealous uh if you want to know what i make doing this i will tell you uh i can i recently invested in a ham sandwich <laughs> um i think my the biggest check i ever got from youtube for a single month was 780 dollars I believe that's YouTube does not pay a lot of money. Um, so uh, it's it's just baffling to me that because his audience is not that big. Yeah, he has six million subscribers. Rick Beato, who's a music guy, has that. I mean, that's not Mr. Beast. I believe has two hundred million subscribers. I could see that being worth. Uh, $12.5 million a year. Probably more than that now that I'm, I'm getting hip to it. But the Daily Wire, how much does that make? If Because Crowder, Crowder would be the, the new kid on the block, and that's $50 million. So what is Candace Owens making? What is Matt Walsh making? Doing that, all they're doing is going on every morning and spewing the hated, hateful talking points uh, that, that Ben sends them forward with. And it is hateful stuff. Make no doubt about it. They hate everything and everybody who does not agree with Ben. Uh, Candace Owens had, had the balls and probably does have balls. Nobody's ever checked this out. But probably does have balls. To disagree with uh, Ben on a couple of things in the Kanye Remember the Kanye days? They seem so far away now. It's like the news cycle and the crap that we're fed to be interested in uh, changes so quickly now that the Kanye days seem like the distant past. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that's in the news, and it, it's it's got me a little upset. The other thing that's in the news that I find really funny is this George, San George Santos, George... What is George really? Uh, George, oh Georgie, he's he's a lot of things. Um, he's a lot of different people. Where where are his? He's Katara, the Katara, uh, the Brazilian drag performer. Uh, George Santos, the politician. George Devoider, the businessman, fraud businessman. 
Anthony devoid uh, a LGBTQ activist, and George Anthony Zabrowski, the Jewish descendant of Holocaust survivors. He's all those things and more. But it's really perplexing because a big part of the last few years, big part of the talking points of the people on the right has been about drag queen indoctrination uh, of America and of our youth. And they've tied themselves in pretzels trying to make excuses for George Santos multiple personality disorders and fraud and they just try to claim it's like well it's just embellishing his resume no there's a difference between saying i worked seven years at a company and uh where you really worked five years at that company and really um i don't know making up that you ever worked at the company at all or ever went to a school at all or uh, that your mother died three different times that you go GoFundMe things for or you robbed a GoFundMe for an animal shelter that you were raising funds for, all those kind of things. There's a big difference between a slight embellishment on your resume <laughs> and that stuff. But where it's going to really get, except for Lindsey Graham, of course, uh, get really complicated now is how he's a drag queen performer. The thing they hate the most. And if you follow what I've been doing, uh, kind of Dr. Lori Green, who was on the program, had the decency to explain to an old coot like me the difference between what a drag performer is, a drag queen, and a transsexual, they are not the same thing. Uh, but, and I, I, quite honestly, I didn't really uh, know know the difference. I did not know, uh, it's not something I've studied. Uh, but there is a difference. And, and we don't think of it as different. But there's a big difference between Caitlyn Jenner and, say, I don't know, what a performer does to go out and um, a female impersonator or a drag queen who's just not a female impersonator but out there for performance uh, purposes. There's a big difference between that. And uh, we don't think of it now. We just, man in a dress, man in a dress. Um, but that distinction being lost on the GOP as it was on me, they hate that. They hate that. They think that that's the biggest problem we have to worry about in society is men in women's clothing. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the biggest problem in your life? Are you threatened by that? Why are you threatened by that? So, and then, <laughs> coming back to where I started, I guess Stephen Crowder has actually uh, put on a dress now and again. They offer him $50 million to do what I do, sit and talk to a microphone. I guess it pays to have um, some hate in your heart. Maybe I should just become hate radio or just pick a side. 
and this is the uh, something that has been bugging me lately is for the last I uh, probably a uh, long time many many presidential si- election cycles I've been taking abuse from people who, who think it is wrong to not pick a side that you're the problem if you don't pick a side if you don't join a party you're the problem and i've always felt that the the parties the sides the teams are the problem but i'm i've been demonized by these people and i don't want to play victim here but i've gotten to arguments where people have suggested that i'm the problem people like me people like me who who refuse to declare I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Maybe society rewards people who will pick a side. But the thing is, the sides are wrong. The sides are wrong. They they don't want you to look at issues. They want you to just, here's our platform, here's what we believe in, believe in everything we believe in, don't disagree with anything, don't you dare agree with the other team on any issue. Or we'll kick you out. (laughs) You don't want to be kicked out. It's one thing to not pick a side, but to pick a side and then get kicked out, that's that's really bad. You don't want that. That's hell. Ask Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger about that. (laughs) Um, It's like a man without a country. So, But we encourage this idea of picking a side, and, and there's like... If you dare say, in in today's climate especially, because I think even in in the quiet dark corners of their own houses, the Republican Party right now has got to admit they've got some they've got some house cleaning to do. They they let insane people on their team, insane people. And not all of them are insane, you know, but, and listen, the Republican party wasn't always what it is today. It just wasn't. The Democrats would like, like you to believe that the Republican party is was always exactly what it is today, which is a, a, a room full of crazies, but it wasn't. And, uh, Nominating Trump opened the door to the insane asylum. And they all ran into the Republican Party. Now, I think, even though many of them still won't admit it publicly, I think privately, a lot of them will say, damn, I wish we could clean house with these fucking crazy people. But it's a difficult thing once you get, once they're in. It's like, it's like when you let a homeless person come into your house and they establish residency there and then they rob you, you can't evict them without going through the legal system. This is something I know about. This is what the Republican Party is facing right now. I think Bobble Bobblement probably has his time zones wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna check with them and see uh 
how he's doing. You know what? I'm going to play a commercial while I check with Bobbleman. Hold on a second. Ben, Bobbleman, where are you? Let's go with Koa Coffee because I got Koa Coffee. You got coffee? I got Koa Coffee. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of Aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with Aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality, and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. In the comment section, Damien Fitz, who I do not know, you present yourself as extremely hate-filled. There's no question that you hate you hate Republicans. No, I don't hate Republicans. I hate what has happened to the Republican Party. And I have said many times, we need a strong Republican Party. Absolutely. And I do think, um, and so if it's about individuals, no, I don't hate any of the individuals. I do think some of them are totally whacked and crazy. I don't hate them. Um, but I do think the party needs needs to get back to where it was. Uh, it needs to rid itself of bad influence. Now, is that to say the Democrats don't have the same problem? So it, you, it's funny that you can say, I hate Republicans, but you don't think I hate Democrats. I hate both parties. I hate the parties. I don't hate the people within them. I don't hate. I don't hate people who 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 are following their beliefs and doing what they want. Individuals, no, I don't have any hate for any of them. I do think the idea of uh, having a party gather around common beliefs and not allowing for any discourse or conversation about it. I hate that. Yes, I do hate that. If that's if that qualifies me as hate-filled, yeah. But I hate both parties. I hate the two-party system. That doesn't mean I want to do away with the two-party system. It's complicated. I think two party the two-party system is failed and dysfunctional. I think a one-party system is far more dangerous, whether that one party happens to be Democrats or Republicans. Either way, we're fucked. We need two strong parties. We need probably a third party or a fourth party. That won't fix the system, but it would make it more open to discussion, open and fair in the discussion. Um, so that's what I have to say about that. Uh, my guest is the host or co-host of Static Radio, 
Static Radio was formed in 1999, a whole different century, ladies and gentlemen. And it is kind of a stream of consciousness. Uh, talk about anything that comes to mind or anything that's on their mind with the two hosts. Uh, one is Miles and the other one is Bob Lament, who looks like kind of like a cartoon character right now. Bob, <laughs> Hey, how you doing? All right. I think you're oh, upside down. I'm upside down. Oh, gee, how did I do that? Hold on. A Let me see if I can get myself right side up. That's really My weird. goodness. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, just a second here. I'm not so sure. So you're more concerned with being upside down than you are with with being a cartoon character. Oh yeah, the cartoon character part is the uh, the easy part. This upside down thing is killing me. That's pretty good that you have it lip sync. Can I? Would you share what what kind of software? That is? <laughs> Sure. You want me to want me to try to write myself real quick? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a minute, a couple minutes late because of this. Uh, I didn't realize I was upside down, but uh, I'm fine with you being upside down the whole oh, program. Okay. I don't have a problem with it. Well, because it'll take me a minute to do that. But uh, so yeah, so I'm using um, uh, a couple of different things, but uh, the main thing is it's called Adobe Character Animate. And uh, I created this little character. I thought it'd be funny to have a cat character on Mind Dog. <laughs> uh, and so I'm this little cat character here, and uh, and uh, it uh, it it watches my uh, mouth and listens to me and moves my uh, my That's... head a little bit here and my mouth in sync with what I'm saying. I've had animate for a long time, I've never even tried to learn it. Yeah, I'm, I'm as I get older. Learning curves scare the hell out of me, and I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to learn new software. Well, I, I need, it, it I need young not, people. You know, it's not. Uh, I think they have easier things out there now. To be honest with you, uh, this was an idea that I had uh, that I wanted to accomplish, and so um, there are several animated uh, shows uh, from Static Radio that are out on YouTube that I did for a while, and this is. Uh, the kind of aftermath of that. So, so when you first started, there was none of this. When you started Static Radio, it was just an audio thing, right? And it wasn't even yeah. called podcasting then. It was no. like internet radio. Am I correct? Right, exactly. People were using the term um, internet radio, and in fact, uh, we originally called ourselves Static Internet uh, Static Internet Radio um, uh, originally, and that was kind of the term. And and, and in essence, there was. Uh, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't, from my recollection, so obviously the, it's a great big wide world out there. Um, but from my experience back then, you know, there wasn't a lot of original content. And actually, there really wasn't any uh, terrestrial people interested in doing it or anything. And um, so way back in 1999, uh, decided to, to do a show. And if you remember, this was at the height of Napster uh where metallica was suing everybody and uh, uh so we didn't do any music or anything so the idea was to do a radio show but we didn't then we couldn't do any music because i didn't want to get sued uh and um and so we just got down to the kind of the in-between stuff 
And uh, that's what the show became, and that's why it started, basically, and that's what it has been ever since. Interesting. I started doing that um, when my AM radio show was canceled in 1994. Now, most people didn't even have high-speed modems then. Uh, uh, most of the world didn't have. I mean, very few people had high-speed modems then. And I was trying to do something I called the Daily Dog, which was actually a download. It was I would produce it, and then it wasn't really streaming. It was you would click on it, and everybody would hear it at different times. And then eventually I experimented with uh, internet radio. Now, internet radio is still around. Uh, do you know much about like Live 3, 365 and all those radio apps that are out there? Yeah. So uh, I remember when that kind of came on and so forth. And there was uh, kind of a, you know, a thing with that just ahead of podcasting, but I, I never really got into it. Essentially, we kind of started doing our own thing and enjoyed it we were like this is way better than doing a formatted <laughs> yeah. a formatted show uh um and so we uh, have just kept up with it uh, ever since we formatted had um, was never the issue for me it was it was censorship and and, and having to play by well, the rules <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah the censorship's always a big one right so uh yeah, there yeah. was no FCC rules or anything like that. I've I've been waiting to be honest with you for that to all these years. I figured it would have happened by now. Uh, yeah. To be honest, so um, you know what I, I what baffles me though, Live three sixty five. I hate to give them a plug, but they're out there, and uh, there are other internet radio. Uh, I ask people all the time, do you listen to internet radio or even satellite radio? Most people I know don't. How are they still in business all these years later when nobody I know, maybe it's like pornography. Everybody's telling me they don't watch it, but they're obviously <laughs> they're making $50 billion a year. Somebody's watching it. Somebody's got to be listening to it. Do you listen to Have you ever listened to internet radio? Uh, honestly, no. Uh, I mean, I, I did uh, on everything. Uh, I, I kind of give it a taste and see what it is uh if i you know, obviously have an interest uh but no it never really hooked me um i've always been kind of drawn to the uh, you know other things that i find more interesting like uh uh you know content that's not driven by uh big media or following the format you know right um it, it's so a lot of them were just basically clones of clones of clones um and I'm like, eh. We, there was a thing called Talk Shoe. I don't remember if you remember Talk Shoe. Uh, no. I was involved in that for a little bit because uh, you could essentially do call-in uh, things real easily through the internet at that time. That was a, a new technology and Talk Shoe. Yeah, I was part of Blog Talk Radio. We, I, my first. Oh yeah, Blog Talk. I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was my first uh, podcasting endeavor in like 2008, 2009. I was part of. No, that that's not true. Mike Zinn, who's a, a regular on this program, had me involved in Suck It, Suck It Easy Radio in 2004, which was a pod official podcast. So oh, cool. Um, you are located in the Midwest, right? Yeah, right. in the St. Louis area. Uh, now uh, popular for crime statistics uh, currently right and how often do you do your show uh we've been doing it once a week uh since way back in 1999 uh we really have we've only missed a couple 
uh, 9-11, we missed a show. <laughs> and uh, my house burnt down. We missed a show there. Wow. But, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, no, we've been uh, on the So on your the house burned there. down, and a week later you were on the air from from what, a hotel? or a Yeah, chair? hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. That dedication to doing the show um so and what days is, uh when when do you air so we uh we generally and this is has to be from habit at this point but we record usually uh sometime over the weekend ish and then i have it all posted and everything by wednesday but uh uh you know that's it's always the new one's always there by wednesday sometimes it's there on tuesday you know it's just i just do whatever uh at this point but uh by wednesday we have the new show out and then now it just goes it goes all over the place even though you know i have little to do with that but uh uh you know we've got all these services now that love to pick up on everything and so we're uh all part of that yeah um, you know, it's funny you because you were talking about Napster. And in in those days, there was a um an app called WinApp. I don't even know WinApp. <laughs> WinApp. Yeah. I don't know if it's still available, but I, you could run a one of those internet radio stations from your home using that mm-hmm. app. And most of my listeners, I, I did it for like six months, were in like the Netherlands or <laughs> someplace like no U.S. <laughs> listeners whatsoever. Um, yeah. yeah very very odd times uh so there's no no desire to do your show live and actually like live stream it so you can actually have a chat room or call-ins or any of that oh actually yeah so there always is um interest I, i've over the years we've just tried so many different things with it the um we, we've kind of stuck with a, a weekly release uh thing uh, since the beginning, but uh, throughout this, we've always tried. So, like I like I said, I've recorded us and then animated us and done little things with it. And we've tried various things over time. It's just that, um, you know, as uh, having done this for a while and and having to support myself with a regular, you know, job and income and so forth, and so does Miles, my uh, uh, co-host. You know, it's venturing out too far every once in a while. Uh, it puts a strain on the system. And so we just basically go back to what we've been doing. I, I, I'd hope uh, in the future here, I mean, cause it's been a long time. I mean, now I'm, when I started doing this, I was a young man. <laughs> and so, I know. and time so flies. now, <laughs> now I'm an old man and, but uh, I have more time because both of us have children. And so, uh, you know, our kids are growing up now. And so now, uh, when you get to a certain age, your kids grow up, your wife is uninterested in you, and you got more time on your hands. I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, and, um, <laughs> um, Which part, the kids or the wife? Get, uh, getting older or any of that stuff. I don't know. Oh. I'm, I, I'm still 20, 22 years old. Oh, well, yeah, in, in my mind, but, you know. Well, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I literally, I forget that I'm an old person just at least a dozen times a day. Uh, just, oh, sure. you know, and I think there's a danger in that. I was thinking about this last night because I know a lot of people who are still dreaming about making it big in, in show business. In, <laughs> and they're in their late 50s and, like, still waiting for their break to happen. It's like, you know sure. what? 
um, it doesn't happen, especially after, I don't know, you could put a number on it. But I think once you become a senior citizen, once you get your AARP card, stop. Stop dreaming about making it big in show business and just enjoy what you do. But, well, exactly. That's the number one thing. Enjoy what you do and, right. and find something that you like doing. So yeah. you can, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I think the reason that, that we've had our thing going for so long is basically because uh, we enjoy doing it. it right. Obviously, there's no great accolades or anything for it. And, uh, the, the you know, the money is not fantastic everybody's like oh you've been doing that for 20 years you must have so much money it's like who who the fuck was gonna pay me 20 years ago to do this <laughs> nobody was doing it <laughs> i started the show this morning talking about steven crowder who does what basically what i do only think to a lot of people and he turned down a 50 million dollar deal for four years and i'm like mm -hmm. how is them that much money because it was for the daily wire for ben mm -hmm. shapiro's thing and that's a, a lot of money to be the new kid. <laughs> so yeah, how much money, money. Is, is the Daily Wire making on, on on doing this stuff all day long? It's incredible. More than I would have thought television money was. So I'm I'm really shocked that there's that much revenue in this business well, for anybody, even the biggest players. You have to wonder whenever you hear numbers like that thrown around that there's there's something else to it. Like what? That's what I mean. Like what? That's the question. What else is there to it? Because there's got to be, there has to be something else that is part of that equation. It's not just that one person in this one uh, mode. Yeah. You know? it, well, they he was reading his contract, and they're now like fighting over it. Uh, uh, Crowder and and the Daily Wire are publicly feuding about this stuff and they've been like reading terms of the contract out and basically it seemed like it was all based on youtube rate revenue and it's like mm. i know how much how much how many views you have to get to get a dollar right. <laughs> from youtube it's a, a lot. lot right a lot yeah youtube the uh, yeah that that's another uh well i hate to i must sound bitter all of a sudden here <laughs> a bitter in the morning. I got a cup of coffee. I'm bitter in the morning. The um, <laughs> bitter coffee uh, <laughs> is the YouTube thing. So uh, uh, Miles and I, uh, when when we first started out, we actually did uh, uh, several videos. As soon as YouTube came available, we threw them out there, and we got you know uh, decent views for the time period. I'd say very decent views on all those. No monetization, right? Um, and so now. Um, because it just wasn't there, so now there's monetization and everything, and and uh, and you know it's just not it's not worth anything. I mean, you got to get you know thousands and thousands and thousands of views just to get a couple bucks out of these people. It's just incredible how cheap they are with this. Yeah, and the biggest you know YouTube's bad, but the biggest offender right now is Spotify, and you mentioned Napster, right. and so uh, it, it made, this is going to be a complicated question, but. Because Napster seemed to be the answer for a lot of people, a lot of artists who were now losing their revenues because people were just pirating their music and sharing mm -hmm. it. Napster seemed to be the answer, but they were trying to be fair with the artists and 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 uh, pay them for their work, and they disappeared. Now Spotify comes along and they are openly raping 
first of all, musicians, they're openly mm. raping musicians, but comedians, they're raping and murdering them. I mean, comedians don't get anything. Right, right, so, yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw uh, something on, on YouTube last night. I did not watch it yet. I saved it for later. It was why Spotify will ultimately fail. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. They're a you know, multi-billion dollar corporation right now. They're not going to fail. But then my mind kicked back to Napster. I thought the same thing about Napster. What, do you have any thoughts on, on this whole digital uh, marketplace? And, and, and obviously, you know, it is unfair what, what they're paying people. But the sustainability of that? Yeah, I, it's a good question. I, I, I'm always surprised. So I, I've been uh, incredibly surprised uh, uh, of all the different, like there's Spotify, there's iHeartRadio, there's, you know, all these different uh, services. And I, I'm, I'm waiting for the class action, you know, uh, for them, for, because essentially they're, they're the Napsters of our time. Yes, they do pay some artists and everything, but they come in and, use the great technology of RSS to take everybody's show and then push it through their service. Right. Right. So, and, and they'll do ads on your show, my show, everybody's show, whether you're getting any of that revenue or not, it's the same thing with YouTube videos. Um, and you get nothing, but, and you've, I've signed nothing. I've talked to no one, you know, (laughs) if, if, if we were, um, part of some kind of group, uh, you know, uh, licensing group or something, then they'd be suing them. Right. But because everybody is so disparate, um, it, it's uh, uh, nothing happens. But if, if you know, some uh, attorney or group of attorneys got, you know, together, they could probably have a really good lawsuit against all these places and it could bring them down. I mean, and, and then they'd be found in a, uh, you know, in a boat with a, a, a shotgun hole in their, in their head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people whose stuff got, got used would still not get any compensation to be honest, but, right. uh, uh, but you know, it, it could happen. I, I think it's just, You know, it's been 20 years uh, and the shifting of everything has been so drastic. Everybody loves to say whoever's number one is going to last forever. But the reality is, is that's never the case. Right. You know what? I've never listened. I'm on Spotify. This show is on Spotify right now. Mm -hmm. I've never listened to it. I don't even know who advertises on there. I sell my own ads generally. It's the only, I mean, I'm not going to rely on Spotify or YouTube Mm -hmm. to, 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 give me uh, pennies but it, it's always uh you know it seems that that would be the answer if more people had people are put off by the idea of trying to sell advertising for their own shows they want the easy way they want to monetize sure. through youtube or spotify or whatever is out there and have them pay them pennies rather than just put in a little effort to sell your own advertising which Listen, I'm not getting rich off it, but it's, it's yeah. compared. Uh, I mean, percentage-wise, if you compare it to YouTube, it's like it's like uh, you know hundreds of dollars versus pennies. And you uh, have control, so you right. have a certain amount of control. And I don't. And, I wonder you know, who is advertising on, on my show on Spotify. I should find out. I just I can't sit through a whole <laughs> can't sit through an episode. <laughs> Once I've done it, that's I, funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, so with, with your stuff now, you're not visual on, mo- you're not doing like uh, 
Not yet. No, not at the moment. We're we the. I think the hard part for and, and I mean I go into. The, I, I think I've been uh, uh, incredibly prescient in a dumb way, but we've never been visual. And uh, like I said, we both have uh, jobs. You know, we did this kind of silly show. We kind of talk out of our ass and uh, and say things. And you know, not that I could see cancel culture coming uh, up the roadway or anything, but. Uh, now that it's it, it's here, I'm certainly glad that I haven't been in the visual <laughs> media too much because uh, uh, you know the work and your your people are being severely affected by just what they post on social media. Can you imagine if you had a treasure trove of 20 years of talking out your ass for somebody to listen to? I have 45 years. Yeah, exactly. Well, then you know you're gonna get. <laughs> they're gonna look up something and get you on it, and so you know it just worked out that way. Uh, yeah. That now, uh, do your we kids haven't done anything. Your kids grew up watching you do this. Uh, do they have any thoughts? Have they shared any opinions about what you do? Do they care at all? Do they even notice at all? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. I, you know, they knew that I did something. Uh, they weren't really. Uh, extremely aware of it until they got into their like early teens. And uh, it, it ranged from somewhat interesting to kind of cringy, yeah. um, you know, um, but, you know, at this point now they're both in, you know, out of college in college kind of situation in the twenties. And, um, and, you know, I think it's kind of interesting um, what about that I'm at least doing something. What about the wives? Do they? Do they? Uh, they don't. My my wife. It ranges from being annoyed by it to just tolerant. Uh, she's glad that I have a hobby that doesn't involve wasting a lot of money and uh, or drinking or something. And uh, and otherwise, she's like. Uh, you know. I used to do an afternoon show, and my wife tuned in. Uh, probably for about a week straight, she was tuning in and was in the chat room commenting on stuff. But, but uh, she was always trying to upstage me. I think. <laughs> um, but other than that, she's never really shown an interest in. Crazy I, I think that's probably healthy, to be honest with you. The, too much uh, of an interest, then it gets to be problematic. I think so. Had that when I was a young man in my music career. Uh, my first wife always came to the studio and wanted yeah. to be the executive producer on everything. And was I she, would, was she Yoko? What was her name? Yoko? Well, that was, that was the problem. <laughs> I grew up with, with the hatred of Yoko Ono uh, indoctrination where people said, Yoko ruined the Beatles. And the last thing I wanted was another Yoko. So I rejected yeah. that. And I, I did not want her to be Yoko, but looking back, you know, you know, hindsight is, is 2020. And, Looking back, she was right about all the decisions she was making musically and mm -hmm. business-wise, but I wouldn't. Uh, I rejected them to my oh, own. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But well, if you if you watch the recent Get Back thing on Disney, you can see that Yoko is not the problem. Right. Uh, exactly. I know. That's why I called it indoctrination. We right. all we we all grew up believing that Yoko was the problem, but turns out. Uh, she really, except for this, the intense screaming and stuff, I would have kicked her out of the studio for that. When yeah, she started but that's a, that was a kind of an, her art thing, I think, and it wasn't. Uh, yeah, but you know what? There's a studio next door. Go do the art over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, there was obviously uh, uh, other tensions that 
did all that uh, and she they just she became a scapegoat because uh, she was an easy target i think so w- without probing too deeply into your personal life uh, yeah. you said jobs what what did you do what is your profession Okay, uh, I'll give you a, 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 a very cursory thing. So I've had the same job the whole time I've been doing this. Uh, and I think also part of the reason why I do have that is because it, it's uh, I'm fairly anonymous. Um, but uh, I, I work in the nonprofit sector. So nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, well, I, is it for something you really care about, or is it just for the did you go into <laughs> nonprofit stuff with a, a, a heart? for a cause or did it, it was it just a job that you you fell into and liked and stayed with um it, it's a it's a probably a 50 50 i mean i do really enjoy it and it's it does help people uh quite a bit um but i had to get paid so no, you know course, but uh, i think it's kind of the perfect thing i i know uh, nowadays you know if you talk to to younger people um you know they're like i want to do something that's going to make a difference and do this and 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 I think that those are very honest statements, but I think the uh, uh, the part of it they leave out of there is you have to live, right? So you have to make some money, um, and that's part of the equation. So you can't leave that out because, trust me, there's uh, a lot of people out there who would love to take advantage of somebody um, who wants to do great things. Uh, they'll let you do all the great things you want to do if you don't want to get paid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's that's a, cool. You could call it the Spotify model or the YouTube model. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there, there's all of that. And I think you can do good things. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm called a curmudgeon because I don't have a lot of faith in, in, in humanity or where, where we're going. I think... You can do good. You can go go out with the best of intentions to try to improve the world and find out after doing it for 20 years that what you've done has caused more damage than than, (laughs) than it's done good. And so hard lessons. And I kind of alluded to one earlier in the show that my wife and I went through a period of taking in homeless people and we, it took us six or seven times. I forget the actual number now of, of learning our lesson the hard way where we got robbed, had to go through the legal process to oh get them gosh. evicted. Uh, and cops would come to my house and treat me like I was the bad guy for, mm. for throwing somebody out of my house who no, number one just robbed us, but also mm. threatened my wife's, life like you know yeah threaten to kill her and put them out of the house how dare you they have a room here they have a room because i gave them a room they don't pay rent uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i had to go through the legal process and the cop definitely the cop wanted to beat me up <laughs> it was and i was i was standing down like have i done something to hurt you personally uh so unfortunately it, it, i think that's a law enforcement uh trait yeah, uh, to be honest with you, it seems like they're always uh, looking at people as guilty of something. Right. Um, that same cop came back after we went through the legal process and he, he explained himself and he said, listen, they're homeless for a reason. And this is a cold hearted position that he took. But tell, told my wife and I this. They're homeless for a reason. You can't take them in. They, they don't want to hand up all they want to do. So the, you you brought this on yourself. Don't blame me. It's the legal system. You you allowed them in your home. They fucked you, and you deserved it. 
And I was like, wow, that's a cold talk. Thanks. <laughs> Officer Wall. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, the kind of thing, what, your show is stream of consciousness. Do you have an outline? Do you go into it and say, no. hey, Miles, this week, let's talk about this? Or you just turn on the mics and start talking? Just turn on the mic. So just like uh, you and I today, we said uh, we, we generally have a little social time ahead of recording the show. But it's usually during that, you know, we're, we're friends. We've been friends for a long time. So we... We, you know, I ask about how everybody's doing and so forth. And then at some point in that conversation, I say, hey, you want to record something? He says, sure. And uh, then we go record. But nothing uh, planned out ahead of time. We have one, I should say nothing, because we have one bit that we started doing. Gosh, now it's probably been, it's well over 15 years. But anyway, where he does a predictions for the future on, on every new year. Uh, Polish and, uh, uh, Nostradamus. Is Polish that Nostradamus. You... Yeah. <laughs> now that do you get any like kickback on that? Like, uh, how dare you? Because in this day and age, like I grew up with Polish jokes, Italian jokes, all these kind of ethnic jokes. <laughs> well, he's uh, Polish. He is Polish. That doesn't mean you, you're you're allowed to say it. I don't think. I, I don't know. In, the, in this world, it's so difficult. We, the, the word police. We didn't use the the uh, you know kind of the uh, variant that is for Polish that's kind of a negative. Uh, so it's it's more of a description thing. But uh, he called himself that one time, and that's where that kind of bit came from. Yeah. Uh, why is the cartoon upside down? Oh, sorry. I, well, I was going to – I didn't want to take the time to switch it around. It's my fault. I apologize. Technical difficulties. But this is the longest I've ever well, uh, spoken to an upside-down cartoon. So yeah, I think I'm setting a record here. Well, in the cartoon world, we are upside down. So, do you remember Fritz the your, Cat? Because you re, yeah. you're reminding me of Fritz the Cat. Oh yeah, Fritz the Cat was great. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I think most Gen Xers probably don't. I, oh, you're a Gen Xer, right? I would. I, I would be a Gen Xer officially. Yeah. Right. right. Most Gen Xers probably don't remember Fritz the Cat. Uh, no, but uh, unless they Lenny. got it on video, yeah. <laughs> so Ralph is telling me to say hi to Lenny. Hi, hi to Lenny. <laughs> i don't know um yeah so uh, the polish nostradamus thing uh is it making fun of psychics or is it making fun of polish <laughs> it's not it's not the the polish part just has to do with it. he's he polish, polish and the, and their the predictions are are kind of wonky so but even with that one i don't know what his predictions are i just react to the predictions i have no clue what he's gonna say has he um, ever gotten beforehand. anything right no, uh, well, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I would think from a <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I haven't done a tally, but typically uh, it's evolved to where this year, the last few years, I've actually kept track of what he said, and uh, and then I would go back and do a, a review of what you know he got right, if anything. He and he's never got anything right, um, but he does make some kind of outrageous, uh, you know, predictions that are. The, the idea is the predictions are funny, obviously, and and um, and weird. So well, so are um, the Simpsons and South Park and a couple of those <laughs> things. But their accuracy is is stunning. I mean, I guess in hindsight you can go back and connect dots, but it mm -hmm. seems really that. They, and somebody said that you know that's probably. Um, a time machine or something. How could they be so accurate? But 
um, it, it's just weird how they can just be so. I guess maybe you can go back and uh, um, connect the dots and say you were right about this, you were right about that, with lots mm, of things. But yeah. uh, the Simpsons and, and South Park seem incredible, uh, incredibly accurate about a lot of things that they knew 20 years in advance. Um, yeah, think- and I think they probably were a lot of them were in the fringe of popular culture or something at the time. And they moved into, you know, different areas. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he'll be right one day, but so far, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tune in and start writing these things down. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, what? Let's I get enjoy it. it. I think it's funny. I mean, you know, it's, uh, Ask him if he's willing to do a segment on this program just to come on and make predictions. I'll, just a short. I'll one. ask him. He he's not. I'm a little more. Uh, uh, what do you, so it's a funny thing about uh, the two of us. We're very much uh, kind of uh, an odd uh, pairing, in the sense that early on, like he'll go out into public, and and like he's we've done uh, a couple of documentaries early on, and he he's perfectly willing to take a camera, go out in public, and. And ask people inappropriate questions. Oh, I love that. I need and, a guy like that. And uh, but I'm not right. I don't. I hate going out in public. Uh, I'm very much uh, to myself uh, kind of person, and I really don't like to be in large crowds and so forth. Um, but he he's gone to things, you know, and, and talked to people. Well, putting um, on an upside down cat, him, uh, an upside down cat costume, you might be yeah, a little more. Comfortable I'll be a, a cartoon. Uh, but the the at the explosion of this virtual stuff, I I don't I don't mind talking to people like this. It's like, hey, yeah, great. Somebody's you wanted asking, me to go someplace, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. Somebody's asking where to find you on YouTube. Not on YouTube. Go to staticradio.com. It's going across yeah, go the bottom. There's, there's a link in the description. Yeah, you can go there, find all the links to everything. Mm. Um, but uh, actually, I've been putting the show the audio on to. Uh, YouTube again. I did it for a while and then stopped for a while, and now I'm doing it again, um, just to to put it in another location as well. So, right. Well, uh, I would love to get Miles uh, if he wants to do uh, just I'll, a short I'll ask segment. Him. I'll see what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you, just talking about that, the psychic predictions and stuff. I was thinking about this last night because it must have been like twelve, fifteen years ago. The world started going crazy with this Mandela effect. Do you remember? People, <laughs> yeah, Mandela. I love what that. happened Mandela. to all the Mandela people because I was thinking because some people were just so bought into that and so they made it part of their life. They're becoming evangelists for this idea that we something happened to change in the Matrix. We are living mm. in a different reality now. Did those people? Did they ever? Like say, oh boy, was I stupid? Well, I think the Mandela effect took away the Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. I mean, because you know, you wonder about you know these pop culture fads, and do people ever get to the point and think, or oh, and maybe they don't want to admit it, but unfortunately, in the YouTube and social media era, there's proof that you were one of these crazy cult people who believed in. <laughs> And nonsense. that can't, that stuff isn't erased like it used to be. Like I could, I could say I wasn't um, part of uh, whatever movement in the seventies, and I don't think I was part of any movement in the seventies. <laughs> but if I was, I could deny it with plausibility. But now you can't, you've lost all your plausibility with the social media proof of everything we do. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, but it, the the funny thing is, is I mean, whether or not uh, people still you know buy it hook, line, and sinker, and so forth, it's certainly an interesting concept. And and uh, and I'm surprised as we've progressed how much we still get wrong. I mean, there's still <laughs> you have all these. Uh, uh, Basically, everyone, or at least a, a huge majority of the population, you don't have to speculate anymore. All you have to do is look it up. Right. And there's still things out there that everybody gets wrong. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, just look it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, and because I had a guy on, on my evening show in, about knowing what how to fact check in the age of mis, uh, misinformation or disinformation mm. where you can't even trust your sources now and everybody no matter mm. where you go to look it up somebody's going to say well you can't trust snope you can't trust google you can't you can't trust yeah. any fact checkers so there is no we've we've come to a place maybe it's worse there is no objective truth mm. everything is subjective to wh- whoever you are and what you believe Maybe we're in the Winnie Mandela effect. Maybe, you know, but the the idea, because uh, somebody uh, talked about time machines, and uh, I, I talked to a lot of crazy people. Hey, but I, what, what I love people, time machine talk. That's so do I. But the idea, because there's a physicist who who put out this idea that we are getting close to being able to build a time machine that you can go back in time. We know that time time travel in the future is possible, even if only in small increments because of our technology right now and, and speed uh, limitations. But that I think Steve time, Miller wrote a song about that. Time travel to backwards is supposedly on the horizon. It's, it's, it's something that is thought of, of to be possible now. And my thing is, if that were true, why isn't there somebody from our distant future here now? <laughs> Right. Yeah. If we can well, invent the time machine that'll go back, we, there's got to be somebody 100 years from now who could pop in it and come back back here and they bring up. John unfortunately, here. that would actually explain the Mandela effect. That would. Yeah. Somebody did go back and, and say, it's Baron Stain. Uh, or my Baron mind Steen, has been broken by an upside down cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your name, Bob Lament. Uh, when you when you send it in emails, it comes through as bobblement. Bobblement, <laughs> yep. I think we're. I think uh, I'm like a some type of European uh, candy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like I know doublement, doublement, bobblement. Yeah, bobblement yeah, tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bobblement could be a big uh, sponsor for for yeah, static radio. Bobblement. That's right. Whenever you've had a few too many, bobblement. Right. Take care of you. It's good for your breath. It's good, good for, for your, your teeth. Breath, it's yeah. good for your butt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking now. Anyway, I, I, does it I come pre- go, there's a, a component of the bobble mint that comes through solid. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I appreciate you stopping by here today. It's actually the hour is kind of just flown by. Uh, I have to go uh, deal with some some business stuff, but I appreciate you being here today and uh, come back sometime. Uh, and, yeah. and if you come back sometime next time, maybe you come back right side up. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make sure that I, I get that that correct. I I, uh, I was fumbling about this morning uh, trying to get going quickly, and that, uh, this is what happens to you. I screwed up last night because I forgot 
that you were on Thursday. I've been so I've been dealing with a That's lot of okay. crap lately. But no I forgot I, I forgot until I got that email from you. I was like, holy crap, I forgot. Well, I have a guest on tomorrow. I've been for a while I was having guests on every single day and lots of stand-up comedians who were at, at the open mic level, and I just got really, really tired of <laughs> open mic level people. Sure. Uh, so I have I have some good ones on some professional guys who are long-standing careers in, in comedy coming up, but I'm being more choosy and only having guests on like a couple of times a week. And I forgot. Yeah, there I you go. Have you got a lot to say? You don't need all these other people. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you for for coming today. Do come back. I appreciate it. Put Miles in touch with me, if you will. I would. I, I will. Would I will that. try. That, that's right. his, his mantra, by the way. I will right. try. That's what he tells me. I will so do try. something. I will try. All right. Staticradio.com. Bob Lament. Thank you, Bob. Have a great day. Thanks. Have a great now. day. Bye. Bob Lament. The upside down Bobblement. Uh, ladies and gentlemen from static radio static radio.com link is in the description check them out i will be checking them out i want to hear this post uh polish nostradamus stuff uh ralphie is saying how do we make the screen full screen on ipad i don't know i don't watch on ipad i don't watch the show and i believe in the description of the show i can't i think i said today i can't imagine why anybody would watch the show lately it's been nothing but me whining and complaining about my life and why would you tune in for that? But yet, the numbers keep going up. I'm not at the Steven Crowder uh, $50 million contract uh, where I could turn down a $50 million contract over four years. Uh, I'm not to that point yet. But the numbers are growing. People are stopping in to hear me whine and complain. So uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming back every day. I appreciate your, your patronage. Uh, do uh, check out Koa Coffee, the brand, the best coffee in America. Uh, what can I say? It's the best coffee I've ever tasted. Koa Coffee, link is in the description. Uh, get your Koa Coffee. And let me just take the banner out for now. Just want to tell you, uh, last night I had my first no-show on the evening program uh, of the year. Uh, next week, I believe, uh, next Wednesday night, uh, I think I have Brent. Oh, oh Matt Lacing. No, actually, that guy just canceled. So there's no show next Wednesday. I'm having so you know somebody you know a psychic or a crazy person or a ghost hunter or a uh, just an, somebody who believes in the Mandela effect or somebody who denies that they used to believe in the Mandela effect, even though there's YouTube videos out there proving that they were a Mandela effect nutcase. Tell them to get in touch with me. That's the show for today. Thanks for coming. Uh, have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to turn on your radio.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 